Hallelujah. It's good to be in the house of the living God. Hallelujah. Before I go into my presentation, I'm going to ask my wife to come and read the scripture. It's taken from Isaiah 60 from verses 1 to 4. Could I ask that we all stand in reverence to God's holy word? Hallelujah. My wife, Sharon. Good morning, Jubilee. I am Cheryl Thomas, and our scripture reading is taken from Isaiah 60, reading from verse 1 through to 4. If you'll stand with me, I will read. Bless the Lord. Arise, shine, for thy light is come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. And the Gentiles shall come to thy light, and kings to the brightness of thy rising. Verse 4. Lift up thine eyes round about thee, and see all that all they gather themselves together they come to thee thy son shall come from far and thy daughter shall be nursed at thy side here ended her portion of god's holy word thanks be to god amen god bless you thank you Mary. Hallelujah. 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 Let's pray. Father, we lift you up, we exalt you because you're awesome. We thank you for this season where the glory of the Lord is going to be risen. The glory of the Lord is going to come. It's going to be risen upon me, upon your people, upon your church, in a way that is going to blow our minds, hallelujah, as you dispel the darkness, as you bring to naught every plan of the enemy, as you show yourself great, as you show yourself mighty. Speak to our hearts even now, save, deliver, set free, encourage, and cause your name to be glorified. Restore those who need to be restored and bring us into that glory realm. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hallelujah. Just waiting on this thing to come up. Just give me a minute, please. Hallelujah. Our God is an awesome God. He is in charge. And no matter how things look in the natural, God is going to get some glory out of this. Yes, man. He is going to get some glory out of this. All right, let's go into the word. 
The first thing, the statement made by Isaiah, Isaiah 60 and verse 1 says, Arise, shine, for thy light is come. The glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. Now, the first thing that the Holy Spirit dropped in my spirit that I need to let all of us know is that we have our God as our light and the glory and the lifter of our heads. John 1, chapter 1 and verse 5 says, God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. Psalm 3 and verse 3 says, But thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, my glory, and the lifter of my head. Also, it goes on to say in John chapter 1, verses 4 and 5, referring to Jesus, it says, In him was light, and the light was the light of men, and the light shineth in darkness. And the darkness comprehended it, it not. Then Jesus made a profound statement in Matthew 5. From verses 14 to 16. He are the light of the world. A city set upon a hill that cannot be it. Then he said, neither do a man, neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel but put it on a candlestick that it give it light to all that are in the house. And he says, let your light so shine that men may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. The light of his presence and glory is not only on you and me, but it's also upon us. But God also says, he has given us control of that light. That's why he says, let your light so shine. Meaning that you have the power to turn it on or turn it off. You can either be a blessing or you can be a curse. Based on how we operate and function within this natural realm. And he, that's why he said, that men may what see your good work. When our light is shining, people are seeing something bright. People are seeing something glorious. You see, when... My God, I'm, I'm going there. I'm going to go there. That's why, you see, when we do wrong, the unseen, they say, but you know, say a Christian. Because I expect a different light than the one where me I project to come from you. Because you say you are Christian. You're not supposed to produce the same dark light, wicked light, like what me I produce, because you say you are Christian. Now, the Bible also tells us that in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 32, it says, The spirits of the prophet are subject to the control of the prophets. We allow him, we are the one who can allow him to use us in a great way in this hour, and in this season, or we can stop God from doing so. And God, like a good coach, is saying to us, 
Arise, shine, for your light is come. The glory of the Lord is risen. The glory of the Lord is come. I dare to say, the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. And what is he saying? He says, do it now. Do it now. And we're wondering, what do you mean by do it now? And I would dare to say that the conditions are set. The conditions are ripe for the glory of God to be made manifest in the earth. The conditions are right. Let me say this. If never before, this scripture where it says, Behold, darkness shall be covered the earth and gross darkness. The people, if never before, we are seeing it now. If never before, we are seeing it now. I'm talking about one of the things that the darkness that we are dealing with is a thing called COVID-19. Nobody anticipated that one virus could shut down the world. Nobody anticipated that over 50,000 people would have, been died, would have died already and more to come. And millions infected. And they say that they're expecting a new surgeons, resurgence of it come winter. I'm talking about darkness. I'm talking about gross darkness upon the earth. The Bible, Bible also points to the fact that even though as we look at it, I'm looking at a situation where we have millions of people who are unemployed, small businesses shutting down. And there's a likelihood that things are going to go from bad to worse. There is going to be wars and rumors of wars. People are going to resort to criminality and evil in order to survive. I'm talking about gross darkness. Gross darkness. I'm talking about evil. And let me put it from another standpoint too. It is the first that I have a situation where I can't watch no movie nowadays without the homosexuality thing in my face. It's in my face. There is almost no movie that Hollywood produced that in, in my face. Even the other day, my wife and myself went on our channel and we just watching a commercial and we are watching the movement of the commercial. We see a sign that something is coming up. But we never think they would have put it in the commercial. At the end of the commercial, the two men them a kiss right before. We say, well, go on here, sir. And the nations are asked to submit to bow to same-sex union. We talk about gross darkness. And when they don't understand it, you know, when we open the door to the spirit of Saddam and Gomorrah, we are set up God to execute judgment upon the earth. We are set up God to behave like one behave when he decides to go down to Sodom and Gomorrah and rain down fire and brimstone. We are set up God to get upset. Let me take it to the next level. Evil and witchcraft have become commonplace. Sin has become commonplace. Now we're hearing people are pimp out them picnic. Now in time people are in trouble now Everybody, instead of 
helping and lending hand now. You know what I'm doing? Take out them phone for videotape. You're being killed. You're being stabbed. You're being raped. You're being murdered. Everybody is, everything now needs to be posted. Life no matter anymore. They don't care what is happening now. Gross darkness. Man, when man are killed, no man has do it in broad daylight and chop off it and walk away from the scene and now run from the scene. They might dare you for say something. Dare you for inform and say they're not done you. I talk about gross darkness. This is the present situation that we have to deal with. And God is saying, by virtue of his spirit, his counter response to that is that the glory of the Lord be risen upon his people. The glory of the Lord flowing in and through his people to overrule and override every assignment of the enemy. I'm talking about Almighty God. In Psalm 59 and verse 19, that we quote so much, hear what he says. So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west, and his glory from the rising of the sun. Here's the part where we quote, and we leave out the top part. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. And we miss out the top part, which speaks to how he plans to lift up a standard. God said, number one, I'm going once again cause the fear of the Lord to come. Number two, I am going to cause my glory to be made manifest. There's two things I'm going to use at the enemy. I'm going to cause the fear and the glory to lift up a standard, an unprecedented standard of my power in this hour. Yes, man. Hear what he says in Numbers 14 and verse 21. He says, as surely as I live, all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. All the earth. Not with homosexuality. Not with all the evil over my plan. All the witchcraft. God says me. As surely as me God live. All the earth. Shall be filled with the glory of God. Now. That which I've just declared is the condition of the world. The conditions that he wants to happen. Or see happening in the church. One of the scriptures that he had me refer to is this. Psalm 24. He says, who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? And who shall stand in his holy place? He that have clean hands and a pure heart. Who have not lifted up their soul unto vanity. Nor sworn deceitfully. He shall receive the blessings from the Lord. And righteousness. From the God of his salvation. He said this is the generation of them that seek him. That seek thy face. O Jacob. God says there is no way. I am going to cause you to come up. Into my, the glory of my presence. Into my whole hill. With our clean hands. And a pure heart. I, 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 I want to make sure your soul don't lift, is not lifted up in vanity, nor sworn deceitfully. I want to also know that you're not coming to seek me for house and care and all them other foolishness. You know, 
you are, this is the generation of them what, that seek him, that seek his face, O Jacob. That's what he wants. And then he goes on in 1 John 1 and verse 7 to say, If you walk in the light as he is in the light, then we will have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, will cleanse us from all sin. It goes on also to say in the word, as it relates to the light we're talking about. David declares, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. An interesting verse I found also here in John 14 and verse 23. Hear what God says. And Jesus said unto him, if a man love me and keep my words, my father will love him. And we, the Godhead, the Father and the Son, he already have the Holy Ghost now. The Father and the Son will come unto him and make our abode in him. May I talk about the glorious experience of having the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, all of them in your body, which is the temple of the living God. What a glorious experience. That's what God wants to bring us into. And again, he also pointed me to Acts. Acts 2. He says, when the day of Pentecost were fully come, they were together in one place, in one accord, and suddenly... There came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were filled, all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues. And as the Spirit gave them utterance, unless we meet the condition church of the living God, we will not see the glory. Our God is a man of principle. If you violate his principle, you're not going to get the results. My wife will tell you that baking is a science. All who love to just dash in and look at this and dash in and look at that, you're not going to get the result where you want. There has to be a certain amount of this flour, a certain amount of rice, a certain amount of sugar, a certain amount of butter, a certain amount of time that you have to spend in the oven. Otherwise, you're not going to get the results we're looking for. The same thing with God. He highlights the conditions that need to be set for the glory to be made manifest. And from once you meet the condition, God will cause his glory to be manifest. Let me point out the results of the glory being manifested. The first thing that will happen is that the glory is going to be seen. It is going to be seen. It's going to be seen. Exodus tells me, Exodus 24 verse 17. And the sight of the glory of the Lord was like a devouring fire on the top of the mount. In the eyes of the children of Israel. Yes, ma'am. Our God is a consuming fire. And the saints of old will tell you, when 
there is glory in the church. All fire brigade come at church. Forgot out fire. Them stay with them there and them say, them see fire over Jubilee. And then come at Jubilee, come out fire. And when they come at the church, they don't see nothing look like fire. But them say, man, we know we stay here where we there. And people call and them say, them see fire. Them see the building upon fire. And then left where them come and they say, we come here for out the fire. My God Almighty. May I talk about the glory. May I talk about someone call it revival, but it's the glory. My God Almighty. Fire. The place on fire. You know, it is what happened to the men on the day of Pentecost. It's what the Bible said. Cloven tongues of fire was upon each, upon every single one of them. And they were all speaking in tongues. They were all filled with the Spirit. I'm talking about fire. Hallelujah. And the Bible also tells me, not only will we see fire, but we're going to see smoke. Isaiah says in Isaiah 66 and verse 3, before it says, and one cried to another, Holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the post of the door moved at the voice of him that cried. And the house was filled with smoke. My God Almighty. Smoke. Apart from fire, you have smoke. Then we also have here in Exodus 16, verse 10. When the glory ap appears, it will also come in the form of a cloud. Yes, ma'am. A cloud is going to come. Then they have it also in 2 Chronicles 5 and verse 14. The glory came. And the priest could not minister by reason of the cloud. For the glory of, of the Lord had filled the house of God. Can't minister because of the, the cloud. Let me, let me take it to the next level. There comes a point when the glory comes down. Where instead of you ministering to God, God said, mm -mm, my time to minister to you. Minister to the hurt. Minister to the pain. Minister to what has gone wrong in your life. Minister to the hidden things that you know, you know, you know what nobody else knows about. I, I, it's my time to minister. And so I'm shut down everything and everybody else so that he can be allowed to minister. Apart from that, the Bible lets me also know that when the glory is upon somebody, their physical, material countenance is changed. In the case of Jesus, when he was transfigured before them, Matthew 17, 1 and 2, that's going zero in on verse 2. His face did shine as the sun. That's how bright he was. His raiment was as white as the light.
And in the case of Stephen in Acts 6 and verse 15, they look, these are his accusers. These are the people who are seeking to fall, find fault. These are the people who are seeking to tear you and me down. And the Bible says, looking steadfastly on him, they saw his face as it had been the face of an angel. Hallelujah. I mean, the glory of the Lord has come upon him in such a way that his face shone like an angel. Let me also say this for those who don't know. There are persons who are so deep involved in evil and witchcraft that their very countenance is changed by what is inside of them. You see, when I'm talking about werewolf and all them something, they don't, 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 don't take it lightly. The demon inside of them change the literal countenance of them for them look even more ugly, more vicious, because they are possessed, they are consumed by something that is evil. So when God gets a hold of you, and please note that the devil is no originator, he's an imitator. So he sees something that God doing in the spirit realm and says, you know, I'm going to do the same thing for my people them. So when God shows light and radiance and brightness and shyness, he might show some ugly, vicious looking something coming from persons who are some supportive, who are bowing down, who are worshipping at his feet. Let me also say, when glory is in the house, glory will cause people to come. Glory will cause people to come. Hear what Isaiah says in verse 3. And Gentiles shall come to thy light, and kings to the brightness of thy rising. Lift up thy eyes. Look, lift up thine eyes around about, and see all gather themselves together. They come to thee. Thy sons shall come from far. And thy daughters shall be nursed at thy side. The Bible tells me in Acts that they had Jews and devout men from every nation under the sun. In Acts 2, from verses 5 to 12. And you see, when the prayer meeting busts out, and the glory of the Lord come, every single man could hear them own tongue being uttered the glory of God. Everybody I hear them, God has been magnified in the tongues, Spanish, French, you name it, German, everybody I hear it, and everybody I come up nearer because we want to find out how them man there, who go on, all them supposed to know is English and Patois. I speak German, I speak all sort of language where we not know, where them not supposed to be trained them sort of way there. I'm talking about the glory. I'm talking about the glory. And God did intend to show something to the unsaved man out there that is able to communicate with them in any country, in any place about his glory and his majesty. With any nation and any tribe and any tongue who is willing to pay the price to experience the glory of God. 
Hallelujah. Let me also say this. When glory is upon you and me, the talk them, the croft them, the shatter them, the homosexual them, even the most wicked and the most vile of them will not be able to resist the spirit and the wisdom with which you speak. When the glory is upon you, they will not be able to resist the spirit and wisdom with which you speak. Acts 10 bears that, mark, bears that out. The Bible says, and they were not able to resist the spirit and the resist the wisdom and spirit by which he spake. It goes on also to say also in Acts 2 verse 37 and 41. Now Peter, now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? The end result of that declaration is this. Then they were gladly receive, received the word. Then they gladly received the word and were baptized. And the same day they were added to them 3,000 souls. Right now, they might give you all sort of argument and all sort of chat. I'm not ready yet, I'm not want to come, I'm not have this, I'm not have that. You see, when you come, when you, when you, you and I start talking, under the glorious influence of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, remember me tell you, under the wisdom of Almighty God, God will mash down any argument and anybody want to give them. Ask the woman at the will. The woman gave him all sorts of argument. But Jews have no dealings with Samaritan. And, and we worship on that mountain. And, and, and she gave him argument. She gave him argument. She gave him argument. And Jesus just whole food. Whole strain. And when he's done, the woman left her water back and said, Come see a man. Come see a man. Come see a man. Argument for kill. But when Jesus done with her, Argument done. The Bible also says that cities, and I'm going to put it as cities, but just one city, would yield to the gospel of Christ. One man, Patrick, Brother Patrick, I just want you know. It's not the whole men's ministry, everybody, just one. One man who is under the glory, under the influence and the power of Almighty God. A one woman. Just go down to Samaria, you know, one local city. One, one person just turn the place upside down. One person make everybody stand up and say, Jesus. One person under the glorious power of Almighty God. One person. Cause there to be no longer bloodshed and sorrow and mourning, but great joy in the city. Because of the one man named Philip. Go on there. 
One place where them say the Jews now have no dealings with him go right in there. Some garrison, some community must go right inside there under the glorious influence of Almighty God. And believe you me, the one man make a change. That's why God says, you are what? The light of this world. A city set up on a hill that cannot be hid. That's how glorious the light is. That it shines like a city light. And bring to naught the darkness that is dear. That's the glory. Shine brighter than stadium bulb. That's the glory. Let me also say this. When the glory is in the church of the living God, people will steal. When the glory is in the church of the living God, people will steal. The Bible says about the people in Acts 2, verse 42, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and breaking of bread and in prayers. When we are trying to get them to stay, Bridget, sisterin, let me tell you something. All of what we are trying to do now work. Make the glory come in the house. Then forget about them chicken, then forget about them stupids, then forget about the boyfriend, the girlfriend, then we forget about everything and then we stay here, so. Then we stay here, so. Ask Moses. Moses in, Acts, in sorry, Exodus 24 from verse 15. To 18, the Bible says, And Moses went up into the mount. And remember, we talk about the glory. The cloud covered the mount. And the glory of God abode upon the Mount Sinai. And covered it, what? Six days. Six days. So for six days, he didn't eat nothing. He said, On the seventh day, Moses. They called, sorry, God called him <laughs> out of the midst of it. And the man, verse 18 says, Moses ended up spending 40 days and 40 nights. <laughs> My Britain couldn't move. Forget about everything else. I was just in the presence of of Almighty God. I'm talking about the glory. When the glory is in the house, nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. Because in the presence of the Lord, there is fullness of joy. And at his right hand, pleasures forevermore. Nothing else matters. I'm talking about the glory. I'm talking about the glory. The glory. The glory. I hear people now trying to duplicate Moses' fast. Let me tell you something. It was not an intentional fast. All him does are do a follow the glory of God. I end up in fasting 40 days and 40 nights. Him never tried a try work up a thing. Let me tell you something. It's not something you work up. Just follow the prompting and the leading and the, of the Holy Spirit and you'll be surprised how you end up in glory.
The glory will cause signs and wonders to be made manifest in your life. Hear what God said to Martha. Let me make sure I quote the reference. I see Dr. Michelle writing, so I will make sure. It is in John 11, verse 39 and 41. And I'm zeroing in on verse, sorry, verse 40. It's 39 to 40. Verse 40. Hear what he says. At the time when Lazarus is dead. Hear what he makes a very profound statement. He says to her, Jesus said to her, If thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God. If thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God. The glory of God. So raising the dead, the lame walking, Devils being cast out. Lepers being cleansed. All of these are a manifestation of the glory of God. You will drink in any deadly thing and it not hurting you. You will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. It's a manifestation of the glory of God. I'm talking about the glory of God. I remember this great man of God named Smith Wesworth. They called him to a young man who was, I think he was maybe near death. But by the time Smith reached him, dead. And the parents said, Smith, Brother Willisworth, don't bother come. You come too late. He's dead. And Smith was bright enough to say to the people, God, don't send me to no place too late. Make sure the boy is ready for me when I come back. Because God don't send me to any place too late. This man was walking in the glory. And he went up to the room of the little boy. Over the dead body. He looked at the dead body on the bed. And he stood up. And he declared over the dead body. He said, I'm going to pray for you. And the glory of the Lord is going to come into this room. And I'm going to hit the floor. He said, after the man prayed, boop. Him that on the ground. The glory of the Lord came in the room and that dead boy came back to life. And there was revival in that community because of the glory of God. The glory of God. The glory of Almighty God. And please note this in the case of Philip in Acts 8. Verses 5 to 8. The reason why everybody gave heed to what Philip was saying is because they be hearing and seeing the miracles which he did under the glorious power of the Holy Ghost. Unclean spirits crying out with a loud voice came out of many that were possessed with them and many taken with palsy and that were lamed, 
were healed. When the Lord, when the Lord said many, you know, it means many. Maybe thousands of persons were healed. Talking about the glory. The glory of Almighty God. This is the part where I have to take it slow because the Holy Spirit said I need to just illustrate it too. Gentlemen, one, two, three. I, I called you before so you can come now. I'm going to illustrate. Hallelujah. One, two, three. Yes, man. Hallelujah. I need to do this. But let me start with this. The glory of the Lord is going to work hand in hand in sync in unity with the fear of the Lord. The two of them are going to work together. And I'm going to take my time. Acts 5 is a noted scripture for those who want scriptural reference with Ananias and Sapphira. Let me just say this about the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord stops us from disrespecting, taking advantage of God, becoming too familiar with God. Fear. Fear. The fear of the Lord says, if God killed Ananias and Sapphira for lying, what will he do to me if I'm fornicating and I'm up here leading worship in blatant violation of God's holy standards? What will he do to me? What will he do to me if I'm harboring hatred, witchcraft, violence, wrath, strife, and coming up here in fellowship with the saints as if everything are right? You see that don't care attitude that some of us have, God says. He's going to address. Yeah, man. Because like a good father, if a son and daughter don't care about the standard that you have for your house, you have to go make them care. You have to go make them care. Because you're not a bastard. You have sons. Let me illustrate the point. Come, gentlemen. Right here, right here. One, two, three. Let's continue to maintain social distances and all the other excitement of protocols. But let's, let's flow. My brother, you represent the glory. This is the church. This is the fear of the Lord. Now, 
Here's the thing now. From time to time, when the presence of the Lord is here, the glory is here. Right here. Stop. Yeah. Persons now take it for granted that them can do anything and get away with it. So what God has to do is that he has to put this in place to control the church, to control you and me, so that we stop what we're doing to interfere with this. And, and let me just say it in another way. You see, in time God ready to embarrass you. You see, when God ready to throw your skirt over your, over your face, it is not a pretty picture. You see, the old church mothers, them all used to say, mm -hmm. and you know what they mm -hmm mean? Just before you go up at the platform, and you, you know what it means, so you know I live right. And, 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 and some of them blatant enough to say, brother, come down. Nobody preach this morning. Come down. Come down. Go get your life right. Go to the altar. Are you, are you, he said, what are wicked people them there? Those days are coming back. Because God intends for his glory to be evident in the church of the living God. And in the business, if it's me, elder this and brother this and whatever, in the business, proper position and title, if you're up there and you now live right, if you're up there and you put up strange fire, if you're up there and you're going with little things behind the scenes, and I'm going to do some things that is going to restore the fear of God in the house of Almighty God. Let me just give you one classic case. As it came to mind. Here's David putting the Ark of the Covenant upon a cart. And he's now carrying it back to where it's supposed to come from. And the Bible says, God just make sure there was a little bump in the road. And Mr. Yusuf decides to put out his hand for God to touch up the glorious presence of the Ark of the Covenant, which is God. And God has killed him. You see, after God killed him, the Bible said David had great fear for Almighty God. And the fear caused him to find out what should be done when it comes to the Ark of the Covenant. What should be done when you're carrying the glory? What should be done? Fear. That means I, I'm not going to do my own thing as a church. Not my will, but thy will be done. I will not make no sense to me, God. Make a do it because this thing here near the fear of the Lord is here. My wife said, I'm doing the wrong thing. This man over here, sir. <laughs> Name the fear of the Lord is right here to bring me back in line. If me step out of line, the fear of the Lord. 
And I'm telling you what the fear bad. That's why God said, fear not man who can kill the body. But fear me who can cast not only the body, but your soul into hell. He also said, it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Now, you think them terrible, they're not terrible like me. Me dangerous. I kill and I make a life. I'm, I'm not to be played with. I'm not to be taken for granted. God don't pet and him no powder and no business about none of it. He's no respect of person. And as you see me, yes, I've had my butt clapped by him already. God do some things and embarrass me already. I'm going to sit down and hold my corner. I miss. Although he's my friend, although he's my confidant, and although he's my counselor, there's that other side to him that I have in, in awe and deep respect and regard for. And I also realize that he's protecting this, which is the glory. And whether you know it or not, God is preparing you, the church of the living God, to function, to flow in glory. Everything you're going through now is preparing you to be that glorious church. That church without spots and wrinkles. That church that when the signs and wonders are, are being made manifest in your life, none of your flesh can take the glory for it. Because you know say, it is not you. It's not by your might. It's not by your power. But by his spirit, said the Lord of hosts, that the dead is raised. The blind is seen. The lame is walking. Creative miracles are happening. Because you know it. If this not resting on you, it now going to happen. It's dead. Communities not when change. The transformation that needs to take place not when come unless the glory is not only risen but is upon me, the church of the living God. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Yes. And at that time, Thank you, Holy Ghost. The floodgates of heaven will be open. And it's going to rain. My God Almighty. It's going to rain. It's going to rain. It's going to rain. It's going to rain. From King's House to Poor House. From Tivoli Garden to Rima to Jungle. It's going to rain. It's going to rain. It's going to rain. And the kingdom of this world will now become the kingdom of our Lord and His Christ. And He shall reign forever and ever and ever. Hallelujah. Thank you, gentlemen. You may go. Thank you. Appreciate it. Hallelujah. That's why in 1 Peter 4 and verse 17, he says, For the time is come. And I believe the Holy Spirit had me write it in black. 
The time is not coming. The time is come. When judgment must first must begin at what? The house of God. And if it first begin at us, then what shall be the end of them that obey not the gospel? Because I'm started with my people. Because I already put down the conditions in my word. And I said to you, and I have been saying to you, that if my people are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sins and I will heal dear land. And he's also saying to back it up even further, he's saying arise. It's time for you to arise, church. Every single one of us, arise, shine, for thy light is come. The glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people, but, 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 the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. The Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. And Gentiles shall come to thy light. And kings to the brightness of thy rising. Lift up thine eyes round about and see. All they gather themselves together. They come to thee. Thy sons shall come from afar. And thy daughters shall be nursed at thy side. Let me tell you what also happened when the glory. Hallelujah. I think it was T.D. Jakes who said this. He said the reason why he had to have a mega church is not for sure off. He said the people were coming from afar all over the place. I mean they make lines around the church just to come and hear the man of God he said, I have to have it. Me, me, me could, I could not continue to preach five services a day. He said, I had to have a mega church to accommodate the number of persons that were coming from all over to hear me minister the word of Almighty God. And let me tell you something. It's when the glory comes, this place can't hold me. This, this place here, I know a pastor, this place can't hold with. People still are outside, they're wanting to come in to hear the word. And in the business, if it's a pastor, we ain't Pastor Melody, or whoever, or Brother Garfield, or whoever delivered the word, they just want to hear a word because the glory is in the house. 
The glory is in the house. Them, them the business. The presence of God is in the house. Hallelujah. That's where I'm going to leave it. Hallelujah. Can we all stand, please? Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. We welcome you. We welcome you. We welcome you. Yes, Lord, we welcome you. We welcome you. Welcome you in this house. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. We want your glory. We want your glory. We want your glory. We want your glory to be evident. To be risen upon us, oh God, Lord. We want your glory to possess. We want your glory to consume. We want your glory, Lord Jesus, to flow, to burn. Oh God, Lord Jesus, oh God, till there's just nothing more of us. And it is all you in the name of Jesus. Shadabaka say ba 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 Oh the glory, the glory, the glory, the glory, the glory, the glory, the glory of Almighty God. Being revealed, great God Almighty. We're sick and tired of church as we know it, oh God. We want to move from ordinary to the extraordinary church. The glorious church. That church without spot or wrinkle, oh God, Lord. We want to flow in that glory, oh God. Where signs and wonders are our natural part in the name of Jesus. Where people go, God, Lord, oh God, want to stay at church and want to run home in the name of Jesus. Where, oh God, Lord, the fear of the Lord is evident. Where we're taking back communities and nations for you, God Almighty, want the glory. We want the glory. We want the glory. We want to ascend into the hill of the Lord and into your holy place with clean hands and pure hearts, with our soul not lifted up in vanity nor sowing deceitfully. We want to be the generation of them that seek you, that seek your face, O Jacob. And we want your name to be exalted in our midst in the name of Jesus. We're just all about you. It's all about you being glorified. It's about you being lifted up. It's about you being exalted in our midst in the name of Jesus. That's what we want, oh God. More of you and less of us. As John declared, you must increase. But God, we must decrease in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord, do it again, do it again, do it again, do it again in the name of Jesus. Help us to pay the price that is necessary in the name of Jesus. Help us to put our all on the altar of sacrifice, oh God, Lord, so that you can burn it up so that the glory of God will be evident in our lives. Do it again, Jesus. Do it again, Jesus. Do it again in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. We want to stay right here in your presence in your glory forever we won't lose track of time because we're in your presence 
We're in that place where there's fullness of joy. And at your right hand, pleasures forevermore. Hallelujah. We want to come into that, Lord. We want to come into that. We want to come into that. Minister to your God. Love on your God right now. Just love on him. 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 Just tell him how much you love him. There's someone how much you need him. Just tell him how much you're sick and tired of ordinary, ordinary, ordinary church. You want to come out into the deep. You want to come into the deep of his presence. You want to come into the deep of his glory. You want to experience him as never before. Hallelujah. And you want the glory of the Lord to arise and even to shine, oh God, because your light, your light, which is God Almighty, has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. So the Do it again, Holy Ghost. Do it again. Even after they leave you, do it again in the name of Jesus. Stir them up. Cause them to want more. Cause them to get hungry. Cause them to say, no, sir. No, 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 I'm not satisfied. I want more. I want more. I want more. I want more. You Jesus. And saying, holy fire, burn away my desire for anything that is not of you. And it's of me, Lord. I want more of you, Lord, and less of me. Hallelujah. 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 Empty me. Fill me. Consume me. Possess me. Hallelujah. With your sweet spirit. Hallelujah. Bless the name of the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, I've delivered your word. Cause your word not to return unto your void, but to accomplish that which I've been sent forth to do in the mighty name of Jesus. Bring us into it, O oh God. Cause us to arise and indeed shine. For our light has come. And the glory of the Lord is risen. The glory of the Lord is come. The glory of the Lord is risen upon us. We give you thanks. In the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. I'm wondering if there's anybody. You're not saved. And you need to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. You know. You cannot experience the glory because you don't have a relationship with the one who is your glory and the lifter of your head. I'm encouraging you now to come to him. Is there such a person? You know you're not saved. You know you don't have a relationship with Jesus. Could you come? Could you come? Hallelujah. Don't see anybody. So I'm going to hand over now to whoever is supposed to. Hallelujah. Bless the name of the Lord. 